The Church Media Podcast, episode number 42, Surviving in Ministry with Shonda Pierce. Let's do it. Hey there, welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 42 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. This episode is about you. It's for you. And we're going to deal with the fact that ministry is hard. It's hard dealing with people. It's hard because of spiritual warfare, and it can be hard because of personal loss and suffering. So how do we survive in ministry through the highs and the lows? It's the easy Christian answer to say, well, Jesus, Jesus will get you through. But, but what does it look like in a practical way? If you're a believer, you're going to struggle. You're going to have times of doubt. You're going to have times of, how do I get through this? How do I lead through this? How do I keep going in ministry while this is happening to me? I've been in ministry for over 15 years. I've been through many highs and many, many lows. This is real. Ministry is so real. Now, let me turn this a little more personal. What happens when you get beat down? When you get the wind just knocked out of you? Your marriage may be falling apart, and you can't tell anybody because everybody you know is involved with the church. Your child has been diagnosed with an illness, and you have no idea how you're going to pay the medical bills on a church salary, and your church only has you working at the church, and you can't work anywhere else. What about this? Maybe you're suffering with the loss of a loved one and just going through an incredibly rough season in your life, and it's hard to talk about it or share with anyone because uh, of what your staff leaders may think. You're on staff at a church. What are they going to think? Who can I talk to? So here's the question. Who is pastoring the pastors? How do you survive while serving in ministry? Accomplished comedian Shonda Pierce is the highest grossing female comedian of all time. She has been in ministry for over two decades. She's a stand-up comedian, television hostess, and she's an author. She is the subject of the recent documentary entitled Laughing in the Dark. Now, the original plan in making the documentary was to chronicle Shonda's rise and popularity in the comedy world and to showcase her talent as the industry's leading female comedian. But the project quickly took a radical turn when Shonda's mother became ill and she began to go through an intense personal season with the loss of her mom, dealing with an estranged daughter, and finally the death of her husband, all in a span of three years. Now, the film is a behind-the-scenes journal of her story of making it through in the face of heart-wrenching loss and depression. She has lived out what it means to survive in ministry. The documentary is now available on DVD, and you can go to shondamovie.com to pick it up today. 
I spoke with Shonda the day the movie released on DVD a couple of months ago. Uh, We talked about making the film and about surviving in ministry in the face of devastating depression and personal struggle. Here's my exclusive interview with Shonda. I'll be back in just a bit to wrap things up. Check this out. This is an exclusive interview from 1230 Media and Carl Barnhill. Get shareable content and free resources for your team at 1230media.com slash podcast. Here's Carl now. My guest today is Shonda Pierce. Shonda is an accomplished stand-up comedian, television hostess, and author. She is the subject of the new documentary, Laughing in the Dark, which chronicles her journey through an intense personal season of her life and how she survived and is surviving in ministry. You can pick up the DVD on Amazon at retailers across the country and at ShondaMovie.com. And we should let listeners know that we are recording this interview on the day of the DVD release of the documentary. So, Shonda... I'm sure it's a busy day for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, I'm just so honored, and it is a big day. It's a, it's a little scary when your whole life story, you know, it was scary enough to have it in the movie theaters, and then you think, okay, well, got that over with. Now, anybody and everybody can get one and take it home, and it, it does leave you a little bit apprehensive of going. I don't know how well it's going to be uh, received, but it was certainly an act of work of love, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, you are the highest grossing, top selling (laughs) female comedian all time, which proves to me that you went into ministry for the money, like we all do, right? Well, I'm a I'm a pastor's kid too, so I totally understand. We we didn't get Christmas if people didn't die throughout the year, and we get the little. Uh, I don't know if people get that joke. You know, pastors get little bonus checks for weddings and funerals and stuff. So exactly, exactly, isn't that terrible? And then also, you know, unless somebody like I can actually remember a lady coming to the house and going, "Our cows got into the onion, so we can't drink this milk," but. We thought y'all might like it. Thanks. Thanks very much. Exactly. <laughs> it is just, it is a strange way to be raised. And yet at the same time, I'm thoroughly convinced that the foundations that were laid for me is the only way you can get through some of the stuff that I have. If yeah. I had, if I had known when I was a little kid sitting on the second row piano side that I was going to grow up and and sell as many tickets or as many DVDs as I have, and people would be blessed and laugh, at, you know, and cry at my life. I would have never. I would have said you're crazy. Yeah, no. But you know, I remember my mother washing my mouth out, so I can't imagine being a comedian now. <laughs> Now, despite all the sales numbers, you're in many ways, I guess, still considered kind of an outsider in the comedy uh, world. And that's kind of how this whole thing started on the documentary path. Is that right? Tell me how the original plan for the documentary you know, and, and how it took a different is so way. true. It is true. I had gotten this award as the most awarded female comic in history, which just means I've got a lot of gold and platinum records on the wall. But... Um, but as far as Hollywood or anybody in the in the you know mainstream comedy field knowing who I was, that was very few and far between. And and I think what started out uh, a little bit on selfish reasons, my manager and a great film crew wanted to just capture some behind the scenes footage so that we could script this story, so people would understand what it is that I've done. And to tell you the truth. 
to really brag on America, that America is still looking for good, clean, and fun entertainment. And and we had a story, and we had, you know, we had um, statistics to stand by that, you know. And so, so we just wanted to build that story, I think. And so those few years they were out on the road doing that, in the meantime, you know, God, which is always so funny with how God works. In the meantime, he had a different plan, and uh, and we begin to capture on tape uh, just a life and a personal life just really hitting some really hard, hard times. And um, uh, my mother passed away, and I had a, an estrangement from a child that's still a very hard subject. And and my husband spiraled into alcoholism and died. And it it is uh, and what so what came down at the bottom you know at the end of it all when we are sitting in an editing suite trying to figure out what story did we get here it it became very apparent that we had a we had a story of the faithfulness of God and and how much you can still love Him and hang on even by a thread to to who He is and who He is in your life and. And that's what we got on tape. Now, did you know that it was going to be a three, four-year process, or did y'all have a date in mind, and so, then it just took a different... You know what it was? We we started out to capture, you know, this behind the scenes. And my mother ter- turned very seriously ill. Um, of course, she would talk about it a little bit on camera, but then we had to turn off the cameras, and my mother passed away. And, and then it was a while to get back in the groove again and get back on the road again. And, and so we said, okay, smooth... Whew, we got through that. Let's let the cameras roll again, and we'll pick up where we left off. <laughs> and then we went through crisis at home, mm-hmm. and uh, and and of course we would talk about it a little bit on the road. And then uh, of course when my husband became very seriously ill, and and our marriage was struggling through all of that, I, t- I got off the road and you know and and tried to tend take care of what's at home, and it it was just an amazing thing that you know in between these taking a break and and picking up where we left off and then t- and being i guess willing to talk about it we we captured something we never dreamed we would have on on tape and and um and then we had to make the choice do do you air out your laundry or not right, yeah. <laughs> and and i have been so perfectly honest with my crowd as much as honesty as you know as, as a market can take um there are some things in my childhood that were very, very difficult that I didn't share for a long time. You know, healing has to come sometimes in stages when you have gone through difficult times. And and that's been the M.O. of my entire career. I, I had a very, very beautiful holiness childhood and also a very, very terrible holiness childhood. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when do you decide what what is feasible to tell, what is... Um, you know, too much for a crowd to even understand, it, especially in a in a two hour comedy show. You know, and so what do you put in books? What do you not put in books? And this movie kind of finally, we just it's all out there. <laughs> you know, it's just and it's been so beautifully received. Which I tell you what is what really makes me proud of how far we've come in the Christian market to understand and to embrace those who struggle through addiction or depression or just the difficulties of life that, that that you and I both know a long, long time ago the church world never talked about. Right. 
you know, uh, speaking of that, our listeners to this podcast and and blog are mostly church media staff and volunteers at churches across the country, men and women that that do that, go through ups and downs in ministry, right. and still have to lead people, still have to continue right. to to pastor others. Um, so how, how do you uh, give us some advice here or some maybe personal experience? How do you continue to minister to other people when you yourself are just going through just a painful season? You know, there are, well, I'll be honest with you, because of who we're talking to, there are times you just can't. You just got to stop. You yeah. just got to stop and let healing take place. You got to take a rest. You got to take care of you. You got to take care of your family. Um, and so you, you push pause. Then there are times, which we all know, like any other human being that has a job, you have a set of skills that you know how to do, and you go out and do it. You, um, you may not reap the joy that the whole audience is laughing and goofing off at, but you know that you have studied. You, you've got, I've got a set of jokes and stories that always work. I go and do my job. But in that authentic moment of ministry or worship or when that moment turns the corner, as Bill Gaper used to tell me, when you turn the corner, you know, there there has to be some authenticness. And at long last, I think the church is ready for the pastors to shut their sermon notes and go, okay, now I need to talk to you for a minute. Yeah. I'm having a hard day. You know, this is, my family's going through a tough time. And and I, I think it's sad for those who are in ministry that don't have that opportunity or do not feel like they can be that authentic. And I know uh, from experience, you know, times in my childhood when my pastor father would cry out for help or when my family was in trouble and there was always a group of people that they don't want to hear it. You know, they want the pastor's family to be perfect. They want those iconic people that they listen to their music to never fail, you know, and and in their failures and when they are, when they do try to reach out, to be honest, they get the you know, door slammed in their face, and that's that's terrible. That's just sad that it has been that way. I I pray and I believe I'm right. It's not quite as bad as it used to be, uh, and at the same time, we do have to maintain a a, a level above uh, where we should be striving every day for a holy life. Um, but then, you know, it, it's a shame that we cannot be honest and go, okay, I failed. <laughs> I strive for it. Today I missed the mark, and uh, and I'm grateful for God's redemption and forgiveness, and now I, I have to pick up and move on again. And I think the church is getting better about hearing that. Yeah, and sometimes even for people in ministry, sometimes when we reach out, it's even hard to hear the, the gloss over Jesus answer, I guess, when it comes to dealing with hard times. Oh, Jesus will get you through it. You, ju- you just got to trust. You know, if you yeah, if you trust, here, you know, uh, which is true on the surface, <laughs> but it doesn't take the pain away. And it's really hard. No, it Ministry doesn't. can be so, so hard, you know. You know, I think in the church world, and I say this in concert a lot, I think if, a long, long time ago, we sold a bill of goods to the world. We said, come to know Jesus and everything's going to be great and wonderful and beautiful. And you're going to have the time of your life and it's going to be joyful and euphoric and all those. And and we lied. <laughs> There's nowhere in Scripture that it says that. It says, you know, you shall in this life you will have troubles of every kind. But and, and so w- we forgot that part. I think we worked so hard to make God look good that we we became so heavenly minded for no earthly good. And mm-hmm. and now we're being called out on that. You know, now now people are bitter and angry at the church, or they're mad at God because life did not 
turn out the way that they wanted. They dedicated all this time to the Lord, and, and he failed them. When truth of the matter is, he didn't. We are in a fallen world, and we're going to struggle, and we're going to have ups and downs. And I think when I finally got that through my thick head, the person that let off the hook was God. That that I read Scripture and I see where he where he told the truth. That he said, you know, beware. There's going to be tough times. Be careful. They're going to come after you. You know, um, think on these things because your mind's going to be segmented and fall apart on one one of these days. And so he prepared us. We just forgot that part. Um, and we wanted that euphoria that that we were o- we are only going to have in heaven, and uh, and I think the quicker we are to explain that to people, and, and and let me tell you something, there's no earthly way I have been through all that I have been through and survived it without without drugs or you know or or messing my life up or walking away. There's no way you can survive it without the peace and the hope that Christ gives even in the tough times. So true. But it doesn't mean doesn't mean I want to do it again so I'll have a testimony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm done with my, I tell the Lord every time, I'm done with my testimony now. <laughs> I have enough content. I have enough content, Lord. Yeah, Thank true. you. Uh, now, you have a unique ministry of comedy, and it truly is a, a ministry. Um, talk to um, pastors and church leaders again, and maybe this is the same question, but how do people in ministry survive through times of struggle um even if we don't you know even don't know where to talk to because everybody surrounding us is on their church staff or you know we might not have somewhere to go how do we survive those times well i I tell you one thing and i do say this to pastors families often I, i i try to remind them that those kids that they have been entrusted with are kids so don't talk about church struggles at the dinner table. <laughs> it's a well, or your kid's going to grow up and be a comedian <laughs> and tell all that stuff. You know, you yeah. gotta you gotta guard your 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 family time. But but I also know that there are things that you probably don't need to, to talk to your staff with or your coworkers that and, and so find professional help there there is incredible counseling centers as a matter of fact my brother and i founded branches counseling center because of that very reason hmm. that pastors need a place to go and to be ministered to, to. that's exactly right they yeah. need to be able to sit down and go look my wife and i are mad at each other today and i need to talk about it yeah. And without the church falling apart or thinking, oh, my goodness, what's happened, you know. Yeah. And so find those places. Be willing to reach out and ask for help and, and talk about it and be authentic in that area. And then, you know, and I know it sounds cliche, but, man, you just got to you, you've got to approach ministry sometimes. And that's where I said, again, we get all so heavenly minded. Sometimes you've got to approach this thing as. This is what I do for a living, and so I got to take care of my body and my family and my and my job by getting the proper rest and by by being willing to go. You know what? I'm, I'm going to not be in the office on Mondays because Sundays is hard. I'm just going to go sit on a bench in a park somewhere, mm, you know, yeah. and and not be embarrassed or feel bad to do that. Now I know it's hard because I I, I when I grew up we were dirt poor. We couldn't afford to go to the the same church camp that was founded by my denomination. We couldn't afford to go. Hmm. You know, and so I know it's difficult, and I know we're in, living in two paycheck families. But sometimes you, I always go, you know, but don't eat pizza this week. 
just go to a park and have a peanut butter sandwich and just get away from it all. And and when you start pushing back on on stress as if you are in a spiritual warfare, then then my goodness, we, we save each other a lot of struggle. Mm-hmm. I have a couple uh, minutes with uh, left with you. Now, you deal with uh, some of this in a Bible study that goes along with yes. the DVD of the documentary. Tell me about that a little bit. You know, what does it say about your life when a bunch of scholars get together and go, we've picked the right Bible study to do that it parallels your life? The book of Job. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad. But I am very proud of it because for one thing, you know, I grew up a preacher's kid. I'm not a Bible study. I'm a stand-up comedian forever. I mean, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm a stand-up comedian. But the things I learned going through Job again and really reading it with the fine-tooth comb, uh, you know, thinking of a way I can minister to people through my take on this story, the number one thing that jumped out to me right off the bat, I remember exclaiming to these incredible writers going, Job was a terrible parent. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we always thought of Job as this beautiful, iconic man that God had such confidence in and had such a tight relationship with God that nothing shook him. You know, and I was like, I don't want to be compared to Job because I'm... I am, I am not this iconic person. You know, I, man, I stub my toe. You know, thank you, Jesus does not come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and so something's wrong with me. And then I'm reading it how he used to sacrifice for his kids while his kids was having a party. In case they did something wrong, Lord, let me take care of this. And I thought, mm. That's the most codependent parent I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, so he had his flaws, and I was almost relieved to know it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now speaking of you, the film deals with your relationship with your daughter. Um, tell me yes. where you guys are now, or uh, and where your family uh, is now. I appreciate you asking. And mainly, I, I say that just to continue to ask for prayers. Yep. It is, um, you know, I did. I wasn't a perfect wife, and I wasn't a perfect mother, and and I and I have lost that relationship, and. I don't know if it's the consequence of, of just not paying attention or, you know, consequence of sin from my past, whatever that is. But she is uh, she is just not active at all in, in our life, and not just mine, but in her brother's life. And, 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 so, and, and you try to be careful, you know, to tell the story, because right. what, if, what if by chance she gets She's to hear this? Yeah. And, yeah, and I just want her to know how, how loved she is and how perfectly... I, how, how beautiful I think she is, and so I just, I just keep holding on hope that, um, that you know, whatever it is, forgiveness, whatever it is, I've, I'm, I have, you know, not begged enough for, that it takes root, and and you just be able to, you know, I'd like to know my grandkids someday, but they're, you know, my son and I were having lunch today, as a matter of fact, and you know, because it's the release of the movie and. And and I and I tell him all the time, and he says too. He says someday our his nephews, you know, some days my grandchildren is going to pick up a copy of this and see it, and and someday they'll go, wow, that was my grandpa, you know, or or maybe they'll be inspired as they get older to to, to look us up, and yeah. that would be such a sweet, sweet miracle. I'm sure. Um, now you you have a show coming out on the Dove Channel. That's a comedy Aww. show. Uh, tell me about that. In fact, it starts today, I think. Is that right? Yes, it does. This is like the launch of my life today. Uh, you know, know. The, the sweet thing about I love the Dove Channel, if 
you know, they're they're great. They are like you can get it on Roku or your iPad or your phone. I, I watched a movie on the Dutch Channel on my phone the other day in an airport. You know, so it, they have great program programming. So you really don't have you, it's all in one place. You can find faith based movies. You can find the old funny classics, and it's clean and it's family friendly. Uh, this was their first dab into uh, original programming, and I was very honored to get to be a part of it. And we called it Stemmed Up for Families because uh, my son and I, like when we get ready to watch him, but you know he's a big walking uh, the Walking Dead. I start say Walking in the Dark, the Walking Dead thing. I'm a big you know fan of something else. Well, when we try to have find something on television we can watch, we either watch his show or my show or well, we wait till we find something. What I love about Stand Up for Families in in the you know, in the one show, there's enough comedy and different comics on there that there's something for everybody. You know, and so he's laughing really hard at one comic when I'm going, I don't get it, but he's 26. <laughs> yeah, he's 26 and a computer nerd. I'm rolling in the floor at something somebody else says, and he just looks at me like I'm old-fashioned weirdo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, Shonda, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I know it's uh, it can be difficult to be so vulnerable and just so open and out there, and we appreciate that um, very much um, uh, for sharing that I'm with us. I'm honored. Listen, and the pastors that hear this, I have no greater respect in the universe than those who are in ministry. And so it is it is rewarding and also difficult many days. And so I pray for everybody and I'm grateful for everything all those folks have done to help me do what I do. Um, I'm just very blessed. Thank you. Now, how can we follow you? How can we keep up with you and the movie and, and uh, what's going well, on with you? I have a Facebook page, of course, and with about over 500,000 followers, but Shonda.org is my website where it funnels everything through there. And um, I have a farm. You know, pe- I don't know if people know this, but my husband and I, what we always did in our free time, we have about 100 acres outside of Nashville, and we've got four or five little cabins, and we built a lake and stocked it full of fish, and we host pastors and missionaries all the time who need a vacation who really can't afford to to go anywhere and they come to Nashville and they come out to our farm and have the loveliest times of vacation and rest and and you can get all that information on Shonda.org it stays full when I'm not doing what I'm doing I'm cleaning toilets and I used to laugh and go and changing the videotape because I'm going to film I'm going to take your conversation because I need the material (laughs) (laughs) nice Nice. (laughs) well blessings on the DVD and your upcoming show I hope they both do well thank you so much for making us laugh and for hanging out today I really appreciate it thank you sir have a great afternoon enjoy your flat stomach while you can honey didn't we think we were gonna have a happy ending? You're gonna swell up like a dead fish one of these days. I miss my family. Would you go steady with me? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great sacrifice. Death puts a lot of things in perspective. The recognition that you can't do anything over, you know, you can't change anything or you can never say another word to that human being again, that'll change you. I'm not even dreaming about exercise or anything. I wake up in a puddle, just drenched. And what does a man, he looks over and sees a glistening woman, thinks he's still got it. I don't like it. 
You know, and I don't have to like it. I have to survive it. I am not the person I was when we started rolling on all of this. And I don't ever want to be that person again. And I don't want to be the person that just spoke those very words. I just want to keep moving forward, keep taking positive steps. This is as private of me as it gets. And it feels a little bit uncomfortable. Shonda Pierce, Laughing in the Dark. Now available on DVD at ShondaMovie.com. For show notes and archive episodes of the Church Media Podcast, visit 1230media.com slash podcast. And now back to your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. You can get behind-the-scenes clips of the documentary and free resources for your team on the show notes page for this episode. Just go to 1230media.com forward slash podcast and click on episode number 42. Lots of free stuff there for you, including additional videos and interviews with Shonda and more, 1230media.com forward slash podcast, and this is episode number 42. Let me wrap things up today by telling you this. There is no easy answer or a quick fix to going through a painful season in your life. As a leader where you can, show those under your care that you don't have to be on the mountaintop all the time. Just as Shonda and I were talking about, be vulnerable. Uh, it's okay to let people know that you're struggling. So where you can, uh, show people that. Uh, Show people that we all go through personal struggles and battles. How you depend on Jesus in those times really shows the true character and strength in your relationship with him. Going through seasons like Shonda experienced and is still experiencing sucks big time. It's not a bed of roses at all. It really stinks. But there is hope, and I want to encourage you, if you're a leader and you're going through a tough season, find someone to talk to. It may be a pastor at another church. It may be an old friend or mentor. Don't be so prideful to not seek help. If you need someone to share your story with, you're welcome to email me directly, carl at 1230media.com. I'm not on a church staff. Uh, I'm, I'm not affiliated with, with any uh, church. Uh, you feel free to, to call me and talk, uh, or email me, rather, carl at 1230media.com. If you want to call, feel free to go to our website, 1230media.com, check out our phone number, uh, and call me or, or email me. I'd be glad to, to talk with you. And also, the r- retreat center that Shonda and I talked about um, is featured on the show notes page uh, for this episode. So you can get all the information on that if you're interested. Go to 1230media.com forward slash podcast, click on episode number 42, and that information is right there for you. Now, I'm not a counselor, I'm not an ordained pastor, but I have been in ministry for over 15 years. It's hard. And sometimes you just need to share and ask advice from someone who's detached from your church and your situation. Uh, if it's not me, find somebody to talk to and uh, and seek help. I love you guys, and uh, I do think that many times we don't minister to ministers. Uh, so I want to do that when I can. Well, that's it for us this week. I want to thank my guest today, comedian Shonda Pierce. Uh, her being so vulnerable and just so open with us um, is just a, a true uh, t- testament to 
her character and to her relationship with the Lord. So I want to encourage you to support her and her projects. Uh, you can buy the DVD Laughing in the Dark, the documentary that we talked about in this episode, by going to shondamovie.com. It's a great resource for your volunteers, and it will really help them. It's a heart-wrenching a story. It's not very funny, necessarily. Uh, it's about a comedian, but it's about her true struggles in the face of uh, immense personal trials. Uh, again, you can pick up uh, one copy or several copies for your team at shondamovie.com. That's shondamovie.com. All right, next week on the show, another well-known lady uh, in the Christian industry will be joining me, the legendary Sandy Patty. Sandy is the most awarded singer in Christian music history. Shonda was the highest grossing, uh, top-selling female comedian of all time. Sandy Patty is the highest grossing, top-selling, most awarded female vocalist in Christian music history. No other Christian vocalist has won more Dove Awards, Grammys, and other accolades as Miss Sandy Patty. She'll be joining me next week. We'll be talking about the lessons that she has learned from creating her own concert experiences, uh, working with uh, her own ministry, and as well as the Women of Faith movement. And uh, we'll talk about her more than 40-plus years in ministry. There's a lot that we can learn on how to execute quality worship services and produce great events for our church from her. That's next week on the show. You don't want to miss that. Sandy Patty. As always, I want to thank my producer, David Michael Hyde, David is a contemporary composer and music producer for film and for digital media. The man himself can be found online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week, guys. I'm honored to hang out with you each and every week. I welcome your ideas and topics for future episodes of the show. Feel free to email me directly at carl, C-A-R-L, at 1230media.com. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.